The views and opinions expressed on Deeply Upsetting are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, associated brands, properties, or businesses. Listener discretion is advised. Please keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Would you rather... We're, we're uh, going to be mixing up not just uh, Fuck, Mary Kills, that occasionally as well. Don't of worry. Course. Not going anywhere. But we're going to start having other stuff that we start off with as well. Got to keep it spicy. Absolutely. And nothing spicier than a would you rather. I'm ready. I'm, I'm not, but lay it on me anyway. And we're going to have it something that's kind of in the spirit of the Halloween season. Would you rather be a camp counselor that ha- holds the key to prevent the slasher from murdering all your co-camp counselors? You, you Would you rather never eat candy again and they're all safe? And they're dicks. They are dicks. You hate them. You do not get along with them whatsoever. But they survive. And But you you give up candy. It's like chocolate, candy, anything that is a, a nice, sweet treat. You're really gone. setting me up as a monster here because you know I fucking love sweet treats. Yeah. And I hate dicks. Yeah. And also, I know that I would get killed if there was a slasher around. But you know what? Even though I couldn't have candy, I would do my best to save those assholes. Really? Well, yeah. I can't choose candy over human lives. So Dirk Chattingson uh, <laughs> and company are with their sweaters tied around their shoulders are going around like banging each other and letting kids drown in the lake and uh, and calling you terrible names because mm-hmm. you're not wealthy like they are. Yeah, that's true. Your dad doesn't do anything of any kind of like like super high rich values so therefore it's you are true. you are worthless to them mm-hmm. and uh and even so even in that in darkest of places and you don't have to lift a finger you don't have to help the murderer you don't have to murder doesn't come up and go like and then you point <laughs> caveman murderer ca- caveman murderer and you have to point <laughs> to where they are for him to find him and he's like oh thank you and then goes <laughs> cookie monster cookie monster <laughs> serial killer murderer yes no no, it, led him to do you it. literally just have to not do anything, and then they die, and you get to num num candy. <laughs> God, I can't, you know, I can't say like that. Senseless murder is terrible, but this ice cream sandwich is delicious. See, this is why you're trying to set me up. I see you. You're trying to <laughs> make me out to be heartless, where I'm just like fucking obviously murder, because <laughs> you know I have I love a sweet treat. Yeah, but we all hate Dirk Chattington. I know, but I don't get to decide if he dies or not, even though he's the worst. Yeah, nobody made you judge Judy an executioner, so. Exactly. (laughs) Only Judy can judge Chad or Dirk or whatever you named him, some awful name. That is the lesser known uh, Tupac album is Only Judy Can Judge Me. Exactly. Plus, if I save a whole bunch of awful people, at least my karma will be like out the wazoo. So I don't need all that candy. Listen, just like finding out that there's no Santa Claus when you're like a, a kid, there's something that you got to learn after you're, you're 30 is that karma is bullshit and <laughs> bad people get away with bad shit and they succeed more because of the bad shit they do. <laughs> and by being a good person, you're just going to be uh, fucked over more often in your life. Okay. <laughs> wow. This episode has gotten very depressing Dark, yeah. very quickly. It's because I woke up from a nap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why you're cranky. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and continue my Mary Sunshine, naive, <laughs> optimistic bullshit, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. This is what happens when I take a nap is that I wake up and like the world is nothing. Everyone sucks. Everything needs to just fade away and die. And then I have like a sandwich and I, <laughs> I drink some water and I wake up a little bit. I'm like, oh, everything's okay. Everything's not bad. <laughs> so halfway through this episode, it'll get fun. Yes, exactly. So hold on to your pants for that one. Seriously. <laughs> There's plenty of philosophical games that are played that discuss the idea of like, is there a requirement for you to intervene when it comes to somebody dying? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so this is kind of a play on that to a degree. But also candy yeah. as well, which always makes it more fun. I mean, I do love candy. <laughs> um, I don't believe that anybody has a specific need to intervene in situations like that. But also, I think that whether you're required to or not, there is kind of a cultural contract yeah. that you s- sign out for by being involved in the the experiment of, of humanity. Yeah. I just, I don't, even if karma's bullshit, which that's fine. But I wouldn't be able to live with myself yeah, at yeah. all. And so this would just like go down a very dark path. 
And then you would end up not enjoying the candy. The candy would be like out of necessity. You just like eat so much candy because it's like, well, I paid for this in blood and just like throwing right. back candy. Or if karma ends up being a real thing, which I suspect it could, um, then I would probably get like diabetes the next week or something and not be able to eat candy anymore. So come to find out it's not a cabin slasher movie. It's actually a, like an evil genie movie. And then you like, <laughs> you know, you got your wish. You can eat candy. But you're diabetic. So. Damn. So See, only, exactly. I made the right choice. It's only the sugar-free candy, which tastes like oh, garbage. That's the worst. And yeah. the sugar-free gummy bears that like make you shit your pants. Yeah. Oh, terrible. So no, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep with my original plan and save the terrible people. Maybe they'll become better in my optimistic little naive world. You're just hoping that like Dirk Chattington, he realizes the error of his ways and really the the girl that they were all teasing ended up being the one that saved them in the, mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he's just like, you know, my dad's got a lot of strings that he can pull. Like, he can get you into Harvard. And you're just like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't planning on going to Harvard, but that's cool, I guess. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to Harvard. I would drown at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> I would, on day one, I would be like, excuse me, I'm lost. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yep, another one bites the dust. You did look dumb. <laughs> Like it's weird that Sturk was saying the same thing at the camp earlier <laughs> and almost let him die because of it. But <laughs> here I am. <laughs> but I admit it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do come from a well-off uh, and influential family and uh, some kid prevents you from being murdered by a, by a serial slasher, um, maybe just give them cold hard cash instead yes. of an entrance into Harvard. Everyone or, loves cold hard cash. It's true. We all love it. We don't all love going to Harvard. Or going to a summer camp. <laughs> That's very true. I don't think I would like it. I be, Because of these movies, these slasher movies and stuff, I thought that like summer camp was so much more of a real thing than, I mean, it is. There are summer camps and kids do mm-hmm. go to summer camps, but they go to like three to six week summer camps. I yeah. thought in these movies, it's like all summer and it's all children. Like that's just where all children go during the summer is mm-hmm. summer camp. And I always thought, Everybody besides my neighborhood friends are going to summer camp because we're poor. Yeah. And we can't afford. But if you're like even middle class or higher, you're at summer camp for the summer. I thought that too. And honestly, I was grateful to be poor because I am an indoor creature. (laughs) So the idea of summer camp was like never that appealing to me. (laughs) There's other summer camps. There's like there's a math camp and there's like computer science camp. But those aren't like a real camp, like sleepaway experience. No, they have the ones that you can like sleep away too. I don't think I don't think it's necessarily in cabins though. I think yeah. it's like probably on it like a school campus or something. I don't know. I don't know. When I went to theater camp, we did not stay there. We so you did go to a summer camp for a week. It was a week long theater camp. Was it like you stayed there? No. Like, oh, okay. Mm-mm. That's what I was saying. I don't. I don't. I felt like those like specialty ones weren't sleepaway. They were like. Go back to your home. And you're like, mm-hmm. Yep, camp is so fun. It's like four hours that I drive 20 minutes from my house <laughs> to go to. Woo! That's what it was like. What an experience, an adventure. Yeah. Like, you're writing letters to your family. It's like, we're seeing you for dinner. I don't know why you're writing these letters. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I didn't get to be as dramatic as I would have liked to be. And probably a lot less fucking for the counselors, too, if it's just like a day camp. I'm sure they were very grateful for that in the fucking theater camp that I went to. <laughs> All the weirdos. I need to see more of those slasher movies where it is like the theater camp or the like the mathletes that are mm-hmm. dealing with this serial killer instead of like the the busty camp counselors and then just like the dumb everyday kids. Yeah. That don't have any kind of specialization and they end up like not even being part of the plot most of the time. They, right. They don't even have a name. No. No. Yeah, I would I would love to see something where like a serial killer goes to like the fame school <laughs> just tries to like <laughs> take them out and they're doing like fucking grand jetés and kicking them in the face and stuff oh my god i would see fame the serial killer Mm -hmm. like version i would love to see it especially like fame i can't live forever and then just like stab 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 (laughs) perfect it's i want to live forever so the serial killer just comes over and it's like no no. (laughs) afraid not (laughs) the end Cut to credits. Very depressing. See, I, I swear, like all the shows on the network, we just need to have producers that are sitting there just like writing down our ideas. Mm-hmm. We'd be making millions. I know. We've given a lot of really good ideas. Yeah. On this show. But guess what? There are intellectual property to do nothing with, not yours. 
<laughs> and if you do something with it, we just, I mean, like pretty much just want credit. I mean, money would be good too, but credit, yeah. you know, is, is good also. But mostly money. Would mostly be money. Better would than be. that. <laughs> we would, and we don't want to go to Harvard. <laughs> no, we don't want to go to we Harvard. We just want money. Listen, Dirk Chattington, I know you're a listener. <laughs> God. Uh, but <laughs> long time listener. Long time listener, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, no Harvard for us. No Harvard for us. We would get there on day one and it would be deeply upsetting. Welcome back to Deeply Upsetting. I'm Amy Bogart. I'm Mike the Hobbit. And this is our show where we answer the internet's most upsetting hypothetical quandaries. The the good, the bad, and the ugly. And for usually sure. it's pretty ugly. So it's, and bad. And bad, for <laughs> Definitely sure. Definitely bad. Rarely good. Yeah. Yeah. We We'd have some pretty good questions today. We do. We do. Um, and if you want to be part of the quote unquote fun, <laughs> then you can submit your questions. Um, we will ask for them on social media, deeply upsetting. Or you can just send them in whenever you want. That's fine, too. You can send us an email at geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com. Put deeply upsetting in the subject line. Or you could call us. Mm-hmm. We won't answer. No. But because we want a sexy voicemail. That and also, who answers the phone now? Oh, yeah, absolutely Who, who not. does that? What monster gets a phone call and answers it? And like when they don't know who it is. Like, Hello? I know. That's why my new phone rejects it for me. Every, it's amazing. Every single, it just updated on my phone. Every number that isn't mm-hmm. in my phone comes up as scam likely. And I'm like, I understand. I appreciate you, phone. <laughs> me too. That being that cynical. Oh, yeah. Mine just gets silenced immediately now. It's amazing. I got a phone call from a doctor's office and it came up <laughs> scam likely. I'm like, you don't know how correct you are. That phone. is too real. <laughs> that phone. is too fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to call us and have us not answer, you have the privilege of us not answering your phone call. It's 804-505-4484, which is 804-505-4GUI. We also take texts on that number as we well. We do take them. We take the texts. We do. And perfect way to send in questions or suggestions for opening uh, stuff for the future instead of a fuck, Mary kill, or would you rather, mm-hmm. what should we be doing on the beginning of episodes? Yeah, let us know because we don't know, <laughs> but we want to know. It sounds like we know what we're doing most of the time of the show, but, no, we, but surprise, surprise, <laughs> flying by the seat of our pants. If you thought for a second that we knew <laughs> what we were doing, then guess what, baby? This is the show for you. Yeah. Because you sound like a hot dummy. And that, Which is our exact audience. The shimbos and the himbos and the mm-hmm. and the thembos. thembos. We're all oh, about it. All about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see the himbos and the shimbos instead of just bimbo? Yes. The original term. Bimbo. That's old hat. That's that's <laughs> an old phrase. I, if we're gonna do himbos, let's do shimbos too. Let's just <laughs> make it simpler. Make it a whole lot simple. simpler. Yeah. Streamline that bad boy. <laughs> Rhyme. Well, it would have rhymed it anyways. What's we'll workshop What is it. Bim? What is what is Bimbo in the in the in the bow part? Like what is Bim? It would be babe or Barbie. What is it supposed to represent? Surprisingly enough, I have not looked into the etymology of this. Mm. I'm so sorry. I've been slacking, but I'll definitely get right on. Yeah, that. we need to find out the etymology of Bimbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If there's any linguists out there that want to <laughs> give us that information and just yell at us for butchering the English language on a regular basis, feel yeah, free. Linguists slumming it listening to this show. <laughs> yes, They're like, we got to turn our brain off at some point yeah. <laughs> at a certain degree. <laughs> Done with this smart words podcast. What else do we have on the list here? Mm, deeply upsetting. I bet I will be. Click. Yeah. You know the uh, NPR to deeply upsetting pipeline. Yeah, right. <laughs> when you're just like, I need something dumb as hell. That Venn diagram that doesn't even touch. No, nope. yeah. <laughs> they're so separated from each other. They're waving at each other from across the room. That's how close they are. Deeply upsetting is waving, and NPR is just kind of pretending they don't see right. it from across the room. NPR is really interested in this dip that is over at the at the table here, and we can't even get to the dip. That's the most upsetting part about all of it. Yes. We can just see the dip. It oh, looks man. great. I hate being at a party and not being dip adjacent. That's really oh, that is the worst. The worst. That is the worst. Parties are the thing. This is just a totally separate entity. Okay. Parties are a time 
where I think because I don't buy dip because I know that it would be a problem for mm-hmm. me as a person. I like forget about it as a whole until I go to a party and then I'm just like, holy fuck, this is rocking my world. We went to like a little get together a few weeks ago um, and we were all outside like around a bonfire and I went in with the hostess and then I was gone for like 20 minutes because I literally was like, I got to keep this conversation alive. I'm next to the ranch dip and I have not had ranch dip in years and it's so fucking good. The worst is when there's a dip that you know you like, but also is like a a terrible thing that shouldn't exist Mm -hmm. i was talking about this last night with some friends that were in town that uh pimento cheese Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like it a lot of people do i'm in the camp of do but it's also i do recognize how disgusting an idea that is because it's just like it's not even shredded cheese it's like ground up cheese yeah with mayonnaise and like pimento and that's it it's not for me it's mayonnaise cheese which is does not sound appetizing it sounds like greasy and oily and gross and Um, it doesn't taste far off from that, but somehow you just keep going for it. If I was to buy like a 12 ounce container of pimento cheese and keep it in the house to just pick at throughout the week, yeah, it wouldn't last very long. And then I would die. Yeah. Very <laughs> true. Pass I'm, over. My mom went through a phase where she was obsessed with the port wine cheese, which is like, I feel like a similar concept. Sort of. I mean, less But mayonnaise. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it is. And it's it tastes very weird. It's oddly tangy. Yeah, she was obsessed with it. I think it's just cheese with port wine in it. It's just but but what's it's giving the same like consistency as pimento cheese. There's got to be like mayo or some sort of emulsifier in there. Or it depends on what kind of cheese because even like breeze and stuff, some of them are like really thin. That's true. So yeah, I haven't really looked into it that much. You're not a, a professional cheesemonger. So. <laughs> in fact, no. no. I wish I was. Yeah, this is this is your uh, your side gig when you're not cheesemongering. Cheesemongering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was cheesemongering. Why? Oh, I'm so mad that I do love cheese, but mm-hmm. not enough to monger it. Yeah. But I do wish that monger was used in other situations besides just like dude, there's not there's not a wine monger. There's, no. There's not a, a steak monger. That your whole instead of a gonna, butcher. I think I'm just going to make it happen on my own. Um, I don't know if I've brought this up on the show, but I'm a makeup artist, uh, professionally, and so I'm going to start going by cosmetics monger. Yeah. No one can stop me. It's my own job. It's amazing. <laughs> Putting it on my LinkedIn. I, I push paper for a living, so I'm going to be a, a, a cubicle monger, I guess. Uh, well, there's like electrical stuff. You're like an electrics monger. That sounds like a Mega Man villain. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds really cool. It sounds like the race of like bad guys that uh, fucking Riddick fights in Chronicles of Riddick. Missed that one, Missed unfortunately. That one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, surprisingly. I know I seem <laughs> like I'd be a total Riddick head, but I'm not. <laughs> Riddick head. That's what they call them. Yep. They're not Riddick mongers. <laughs> They're Riddick head. <laughs> That is so ridiculous. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm get sorry. Out. I wish. That that ended the show. That's officially where we drew the line. That's fair. Well, good night, everyone. Good we night. literally just got through the business of it all. Not a single <laughs> question. Mm, seems about right. I think we should try to at least answer one question all to right. get away from that. I'm happened. sorry. I'm sorry. The first question. Yeah. <laughs> is from Moxie Labouche, a very cool name, in the same vein as Munger being a very cool name. Very cool. Um, From Your Brain on Facts. And Moxie asked us, what album would you take with you to a desert island if doing so means no one else on earth can ever listen to those songs again? Hardcore. I do like this extension of the desert island question because everybody knows that, you know, what album would you bring on a desert island? Uh, but that additional avenue of, but nobody, nobody else, else can listen to it. So it's got a little bit of that like yesterday um, yeah. vibe mm-hmm. where like he's the only one that remembers the Beatles yep. kind of deal. So you'd be on a desert island and like, rocking out to the Pixies and right. nobody else has ever heard of the Pixies. Like, they just... But is it ju- it's just one album. One album. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's, that's Well, tough. this also, li- herein lies the question. And I feel like this actually comes back to the would you rather of like ultimate decision making kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because this is like like that you're taking an album away from everyone in the world sure. but also if i am stuck on a desert island forever i do not care yeah. if anybody else gets the album i really don't the whole line of things to worry about in the world 
I do understand that there are some albums that are like transcendent. Yeah. That are almost magical in mm-hmm. their properties. And to take that away from the world would suck. But also, let's look from your perspective. You are now removed from humanity for the remainder of your days. Yep. You've got nothing left uh, to do with humanity forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the last thing that you should really be worried about is taking one album away, no matter how transcendent from all of society that in your purview of uh, your reality basically no longer exists. True. But the way that this is phrased that I think is interesting is they can never listen to those songs again. So basically it's like it, they just got ripped away. You can't find it, but you knew it before. It's so a, it's like not a, like a Mandela effect kind of thing happens yeah, where people much. are like, I remember that album existing and nobody can, knows anything about it now. You know what would be so evil of me? So the new, just to time where we are before we release this, um, the new Adele song came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very ready to feel everything in the world when that album comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is everybody else. And they know that it's coming. So what if I took the future album with me? <laughs> It never came out. Well, no, they might think that maybe Adele decided like not to release it or something. The worst would be if you let it out for like one day. One day. One single day. <laughs> so people are like, oh, so the people that jumped on it got a chance to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But then it's just gone. Yeah. And people are like not done with their like grieving journey. <laughs> They've only right. had one day of it. People are still like very, very deep in their feelings. There's one person that like is listening to track three and it's really fucking ripping hard and they're feeling really connected to the lyrics, <laughs> ugly weeping to the song. They're like, oh my God, Adele, like this is this is singularly the most affecting song that I've ever this listened to. This is about me. And then at like the two minute and 12 second mark, it just disappears. That's <laughs> so intense. <laughs> so fucked up. Well, in all fairness, everyone's safe because I don't actually think I would take that album because yes, it's definitely got that like looking out the window, I'm the main character in my music video like yeah. <laughs> vibe. But also, if that's the only album I had on a desert island, I mean, just the pits of despair. <laughs> I would never get out. The amount of times that you have referenced walking into the ocean never True. to be seen again, I don't think listening to one Adele <laughs> album on repeat is a really good idea on a desert island. T-minus one week until <laughs> right. I walk into the ocean. <laughs> You need something maybe a little upbeat, mm-hmm. but not so upbeat that it becomes almost as bad. Right. You couldn't be, you couldn't listen like "Don't worry, be happy" on oh repeat. Oh my god! And then then you'd be like maybe two hours before mm-hmm. walking into the oh, ocean. Yeah. Um, it'd have to be something fun, but a little, a little deep, a little dark, yeah. just kind of even you out a little a bit. Good variety. Yeah. Kind of thing. Ooh, that's I know. tough. I know. In all fairness, I do kind of feel like because of that, because you need like the happier kind of things and the deeper kind of things. I feel like it would have to be a greatest hits of some sort. A greatest hit. Well, yeah, I thought about that, but also sometimes those B-sides, those deep cuts that you feel even more personal to you because nobody knows them. I know. Mm, that's tough. That's very true. But I'm just thinking about how some albums are like sad albums and some albums are upbeat albums. And it's like, God damn it, I need the combination of the two. Like even one of my favorite concept albums of all time, uh, Quadrophenia by The Who. Mm-hmm. I thought you might say that. Yeah, it's up there as a consideration, but also like that's a really deeply reflective record yeah. um, about just kind of growing up and, you know, kind of coming into your own. And to go on that journey every time I yep. listen to the record, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. That is not something I want to listen to constantly all the time. It's... I had that same thought because I thought about um, Jeff Buckley. <laughs> yeah. That one Jeff Buckley album. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's too much. That's way too way much. Too I don't think much. I could deal. So yeah, it'd have to be something that was like fun and had a couple tracks that were like deep and insightful. Yeah. So you could like skip those if you really weren't in the place to listen to like sad shit. Yeah. Um, or vice versa, where you just want to listen to sad stuff, you can just focus on those. So yeah. a pretty good cross between the two. That's really tough. I know. Mm. It is really, really tough. Um, I might have to go with something like a little more base level. Um, you could do the Beach Boys have some so- some softer songs and forever though. Yeah, I mean, Pet Sounds is a good record and all. It's a but... great record, yeah, <laughs> but... for sure. And I've gone through phases where I've listened to like I've been like I'm into the Beach Boys for like this entire week. Yeah, but alone and that's all you have. I feel like the the, the singing like Brian Wilson's like high pitched singing would just start to like bore a hole into your brain. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. Pixies do little is definitely on the top of my list. I know that's a good one. Yeah, that's a fucking great record. It's iconic. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing, thinking of myself like truly sobbing to like be true to your school or something really <laughs> like upbeat and innocuous. I'm just sobbing alone in the fetal position on my desert island. I'm just thinking of like getting a Ramones <laughs> record and just listening to be I want to be sedated while just looking at like the fucking horizon on the ocean knowing that i'm never gonna see a, the silhouette of a ship coming by like ah uh. i mean no matter what we're walking into the ocean so Definitely. it's just what's gonna keep us around the longest nobody's lived on a small desert island by themselves for several years you get like maybe six months tops into it and that's really going for it how long was Castaway there as I mean, as long as it took to film, I think. Uh, but how long was he like in the movie? How long was he shipwrecked in, in for? the based on a not true story? Yeah, Castaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like five years. See, he made it. Yeah, the fictional character. <laughs> yeah, um, Steve Castaway, <laughs> played by Tom Hanks. Uh, was, <laughs> the prophecy was fulfilled. Was fulfilled. You remember the cave paintings? It was like a painting of a volleyball with a face made out of a blood bloody handprint. <laughs> And he was like, oh, this this island, you know, foresaw my my coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. I never put two and two together with a name like Steve Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was my future. <laughs> so, yeah, we could make it as long as Steve Castaway made it. Actually, probably not, because both of us have, like, mental illness. <laughs> I think Steve Castaway was, like, pretty normal. <laughs> he, he was normal to the, the level that he was boring. The most well, yeah. interesting thing he ever did in his life was end up like as a castaway. <laughs> He's like, fuck, now I have really great like dinner party banter. Imagine for the rest oh my, of my life. Holy shit. The first date that he goes on after like Helen Hunt gets married and is oh, like, yeah, I can't right. I can't fuck you anymore, Tom Hanks. God, you um, remember way more about Castaway than I do. It it's burned into my brain because I think I was so mad about it. So <laughs> He's enjoying his life, and he gets probably a settlement or something, whatever. So he's, like, not wealthy, wealthy, but he's he's good. He's yeah. good to go. He doesn't have to worry about working anymore. Yeah. Um, he's getting back out on the dating scene. Woman's just like, you know, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, I'm retired. And I'm like, really? You're pretty young to be retired. I'm like, well, here's the thing that happened. And then for the next hour and a half over dinner, this woman is, like, fully engaged. Oh, like wrapped. Com- wrapped around mm-hmm. every word that he's saying. Like, holy shit. I yeah. cannot... I think I remember seeing that on the news. Right. Like, just, holy shit, that was you. You're Steve Castaway. Oh, that's my dream yeah. for a state. That and, is my whole dream. And then she's, like, blown away, and she's like, well, I'm definitely fucking Steve Castaway. Yeah, Like, I'm sure. gonna, I'm gonna, with this. And Oh, he's gonna cry, though. He will, definitely. But then you're just like, holy fuck, I'm dating Steve Castaway. And then you, you think find- start dating? Well, I think she'd just be like, fucking yes, this dude, like, he lived on an island by himself for five years, like, he's a fucking badass. But then there's the turn, is that yeah. that's- his entire identity now right like he doesn't have to work he doesn't have to like become anything more than that after that like he's and he's probably so fundamentally like psychologically broken from mm-hmm. the experience that he's singularly focused on it so oh, yeah he'll, he'll and he's keep... never ever gonna want to be alone ever again so he's yeah. gonna be so codependent like the most she's she's gonna be watching like her, uh, the newest hbo show that she's getting into and then uh she'll turn and he'll just be like standing behind the couch like what are you doing ah! Steve, I told you not to sneak up on me. <laughs> and he's like, I was in the bathroom and I got really lonely. I got lonely. I was like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I thought that if we got a volleyball net in the backyard, you'd feel better <laughs> about things. But no, that didn't help either. Steve Castaway wants to do the Megan Trainer setup of the two toilets next to each <laughs> no. other. So you can hold hands while you go to the bathroom. Uh, that's the second show I've brought that up on. I'm never, <laughs> never going to stop talking about it. Because I brought it. Wait, what show did I bring it up on? Maybe I did. Midnight Mass episode, was it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I can't stop talking about it, though. But how could I? How could no, I that's possibly in, stop that's talking about it? That's fucking fundamentally insane. That's more insane than talking to a, a blood-covered volleyball. Definitely. So. <laughs> that's necessity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you're dating Steve Castaway for six months. And then come to find out, like, literally that that riveting story that is riveting. Don't get me wrong. Like, you, you meet somebody that, like, lives on uh, as a castaway for five years. That's interesting. Yeah. More than the movie. Right. And, uh, yeah. but then there's nothing behind it. That's it. Like, he beat behind that. He's still boring Steve Castaway that worked at FedEx and had the stopwatches in the boxes and shit and was just like a weirdo. And then that's it. Yeah. I feel like for somebody to date him, 
it needs to be somebody with that like I can fix him energy, like hardcore. Hardcore fix so him hardcore. energy. Yeah. And then that never works out. PSA, that never works out. So like whoever has dated Pete Davidson before <laughs> can go and start dating Steve Castaway. Kate Beckinsale? Kate Beckinsale. Steve Castaway is lucky. <laughs> I mean, she is. Good for you. Ooh. Aging like a fine wine. Really, really. In what world? Like, oh, <laughs> she's bathing in the blood of the innocent. And you know what? I love it. I mean, she is a vampire. It's working. So, yeah, it's, it's working. working very well. To get back to the question, <laughs> what a sure. concept. What a concept. Sure. I think I am going to stick with my original cop-out kind of answer. And I'm going to probably go with Bowie Platinum. Because it's A, it's like 40 songs. <sighs> so that's an ultimate yeah. cop-out. And I feel like... Bowie would like make me feel less alone, but also kind of like fun, but not overwhelmingly fun, you know? Sure. Bowie's a really good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that I, platinum is a really good, really good kind of greatest hits situation. And also, yeah, they made it long as fuck. They didn't leave anything out. So. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to stick with Doolittle. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just a front to back solid record mm-hmm. full of bangers. And some angst, lots and of good angst. There's angst in it, but what there's also need? some some like manic yep. fun to it as well. Yep. So, um, which would be the kind of fun that I'd be looking for when stuck on a desert island. Not that like sticky sweet fun because it's like True. fuck you, you're not on an island. I feel like the manic fun so, songs after a while I, I would have to skip. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I don't think I'd be able to like deal with There's it. Frank Black going, hey, too many yeah. times. You're like, <laughs> okay, you've got to fucking stop, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Is the like I love you song on that? Because that I would have to skip. Yeah. The whistling would start to like bore into my head. (laughs) (laughs) I can't whistle or I would do it on the air. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Perfect. (laughs) I guess we should move on. Yeah. No, I think we, I think we did some decent coverage on that uh, track and, and Steve Castaway. (laughs) Well, it sucks because the great part of that question was, and you take it away from everybody else, but we immediately shit on that by being like, well, fuck everybody. (laughs) We're castaways. (laughs) I don't care. Don't care. Do not care. <laughs> Enjoy literally every other record in existence. Yeah. People like fuck, fuck off. Yeah, I get to have this. So <laughs> sorry you don't get to listen to fucking Where Is My Mind. Oh no, that's that's off a of for Rosa, I think. But anyway, that you don't get to listen to fucking Doodle Little ever again. Mm, bummer not to have Where Is My Mind though. Yeah. <laughs> Huge bummer. But I mean, talk about a song. I I do think that's actually on Surfer Rosa, but. Talk about a song for a desert island, yep. like "Where's Mine Way Out in the Ocean." See it swimming. Come yep. on, it's it's too on the nose. Kind of on the nose. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Good thing <laughs> it's not on there. Fuck, where's my mind? Fuck, where's my fuck the pixies? I'm kidding. No, I love them so much. Yeah, I do. I I do love them. Okay, this one. Whew, this is going to be an interesting question for us here. Yeah. Um, this is from our friend Jack, the Dungeon Master. Hell yeah. And uh, this is going to be a wild ride. <laughs> Do you want to make the noise again? Woo! Yeah. Yeah. That, that much of a wild ride. Which substance that can send you to, quote, dude, what did I even do last night, quote, unquote, levels of fucked up would you, would suck to least to be stuck in for the rest of your life? Think blackout levels, but not knocked out by it. So, like, what kind of, like, drug or, or substance that you're not, Going into a coma, but you're you're like definitely past your point of like comfort level with it. And I think that even though it's something that I don't drink often because I hate the taste of it, and I've grown into hating the taste of it so much because it was like something I drank a lot in my early twenties, mm-hmm. I would probably have to pick tequila because I have never ever been a bad time on tequila. Mm-hmm. I feel like no matter what, I've always been like upbeat and fun and like bouncy and i don't get into like like vodka i'm either like dancing or crying can't risk it can't risk that yeah. might start crying tequila i'm gonna be a great time i guarantee it maybe a little slutty but that's great yeah and that's it so i feel like that is my solid choice okay but also i have i have not done a ton of fun substances so everything else would just be like guesstimation you know this is a really tough one because every single one has like a downside to it mm-hmm. and the one that i would be like leaning towards which would be like weed mm-hmm. i don't like weed right you know i'm nothing I, i'm a avid supporter of people that do like weed but it's just not it's never been my thing yeah and so i'm like that's one i could probably i have friends that literally live in that hate like yeah. have chosen that life mm-hmm. um i i see that as a distinct possibility 
And I, but I just, I, that sounds like a fucking hellscape nightmare to me because I don't like that. But also the levels that he's talking about, like that much, that is also for me, at least it, smoking weed to like that extent could also go either way. Like sure. when you're so, so sure. high, either it's a blast or you are par- terrified and think that like the police are in the garage. I don't think, I don't think I would choose booze. Honestly, I don't know if I would want to be like perma drunk all the time. I wouldn't want to be. No, no. I mean, as far as like if I had a choice in the matter, like that sound, oh, I what don't know. What would you choose then? I don't Not cocaine either because I would get to the point where I was annoying myself because <laughs> I already talk a lot anyway. True. For anybody that's ever met me or listened to any show on this network that I'm on, uh, I'm a talker. Well, everyone's just going to have to deal if we don't have this kind of choice because everyone's going to get super sick of upbeat tequila drunk me trying to like make out with everybody. But (laughs) guess what? I got put into this position so you can talk to Jack about it. You're trying to make out with everybody. I'm talking everyone's ear off. I'm that guy (laughs) at the party that's just like sitting in the bathroom talking to people and be like, yeah, man, just doing lines. Ah." (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make out with everybody because you'll never make out with me because you're too busy talking. (laughs) Jesus. Um, also, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, LSD or shrooms is the choice either, just to be like, I don't even know where reality is. Like, in yeah, that's what neighborhood it's in and how to get there from here. Well, you might have to choose a booze then, my friend, because you've kind of knocked out all your options unless you want to choose meth or something. Oh, um, there's nah, not meth. I, no. <laughs> no, not meth. There, uh, could you do like, like Oxycontins or something or like. Ugh. That's like meth li- or, or heroin light, basically. Yeah, um, so tired, I feel like. Yeah. Doesn't that just, I'm like, already, wear you out? I'm already... T- I'm in my 40s. I'm already tired all the time. Right. Yeah, I don't think of, like, heroin addicts as people in their 40s plus. I think of <laughs> heroin addicts as being, like, in their, like, maybe mid-20s, where you have enough energy to be a heroin addict. And, like, once you get to your 40s, you're just like, no, I need to take a nap just from being alive <laughs> like and, like, stone-cold sober. Never mind... Throw heroin on top of it? I'll just be in a coma for the rest of my life. Just doing the process of like setting up the heroin, like in the syringe and everything. You're like, that was a lot. So complicated. I'm so tired. Why don't they come ready made? Why can't I find a dealer that has like just the needles ready to go? Like, good to go. Just done. You're like, I'll pay extra. I'm so tired. So tired. <laughs> so worn out. <laughs> It's been a long week at work, and the dealer's like, yeah, you're literally the only person I talk to that has a job in, in my field. You know? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, what drug? I'm, that's how tired I am. I can't even remember the fucking question. And that level of fucked up, too, just the, being able to function would be virtually impossible. Oh, yeah. No, this sucks. This whole thing sucks. Um, Yeah, it's going to have to be booze, I guess. There isn't really mm-hmm. a better option out there. Mm-hmm. But you have to choose a booze, I, in my opinion. I decided that. Um, at whiskey. I mean, probably. I don't, I don't, I mean, sugar content on rum alone, that would be too much for me. <laughs> beer, I mean, just drinking beer with that regularity, the amount of bloat that I would feel all the time. I'd Truly. feel like not only like wasted all the time, but also just like, ugh. Very true. Very gross. I mean, there's no good answer. Let's no. be real. These questions, let's be fair also with our listeners. They're not sending in questions that are going to be like fucking softballs that are easy right, for us to true. answer. No, they're, they're just as sadistic as we are. So Definitely. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I guess whiskey because I, 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 what does it give you? Caffeine? We're like talking about the dude, what did I do last night? The amount of caffeine that I have to inject to be like just mainlining monster energy drinks and shit. And just, Drink like five, five hour energy drinks right. in a row. It's technically a drug. It counts. It's fucking shaking. <laughs> Jack is like fucking bitch. Yeah, right. It's a cop out, man. <laughs> so yeah, I I guess whiskey, and that's unfortunate. Cause yeah. Because I enjoy drinking whiskey, and I don't want to like not enjoy it. And this does not sound like a good time. Oh no, not at all. I do not enjoy drinking tequila. I'm literally just choosing it for everyone else's benefit. <laughs> you're just you're sacrificing the yeah. rest of your days for other people. Pretty much, yeah. or else I'm going to be fucking. I may as well be castaway. I'm gonna have yeah. no one around. <laughs> Amy castaway. <laughs> if everyone's like, who knows where she'll be? So if I'm just like <laughs> drunk and upbeat and annoying, everyone will be like, yeah, I guess it's like kind of endearing. <laughs> That's like, they'll just only try to meet up with you at the bar where they're trying to get to that level. So it just yep. kind of works. Very true. They're not gonna have like a casual board game night with you because you're <laughs> no. like, fucking wow, who wants to see these tits? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> 
I mean, I guess, but like, then can we play the game? This is the wildest game of Monopoly I've ever played. <laughs> They're like, can we turn the music down? <laughs> <laughs> You're just blasting paparazzi and like dancing with your shirt off. And they're like, it's you, it's your turn for Scrabble. And you got to lay some letters down or pass or something. Just <laughs> And just pass all my turns. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'd probably get actually that's something that I probably should do because I'm already weirdly competitive at board games, like too much so for mm-hmm. a normal person. So I definitely shouldn't play them being like blackout drunk on tequila. <laughs> that's probably the turn where I would become a fucking monster. That's the one thing I can't do. Chucking hotels at people's faces. <laughs> like, fuck you and your houses on boardwalk, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man monopoly yeah i am never playing that drunk again have you ever played monopoly drunk i don't think i've played it drunk oh god don't it's such a terrible terrible idea it will cause a fight in your relationship 100 percent. well monopoly is also the game that already stone cold sober risks mm-hmm. friendships every time you play it yeah so you're really just like fucking playing with oh, fire man. i don't want to do that no don't <laughs> do it i learned fun. that lesson a long time ago absolutely terrible man Anywho, yeah. <laughs> I guess we should do the third question. Yeah, let's do the third question. All right. The third question is from Katie from Nerdcropolis, um, the podcast and the blog. So get on both of those. Absolutely. Nerdcropolis.com. Mm-hmm. Katie asks, what drives a chicken to commit murder? Is the chicken a psychopath or is it a crime of passion? Mm. Appreciate a chicken-themed question because that is kind of our like little spokes animal. That's, that's, yeah, it's our spokes animal. It's a little on brand, which it's I appreciate. This actually came from, I was asking questions on our social media, which remember, you can just post questions to us on mm-hmm. our social media and we may add it to one of the episodes. Do it. And uh, yeah, it was a murder chicken with like Love fangs it. and shit mm-hmm. on, the, uh, on the question. It's because I like Photoshopping stuff. It's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You're really good at it. I, I, I do okay. And for our needs, I do well enough. If anybody's ever looked at the GUI merch store, it, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. There's some good shit in there. There's some good shit. The spooky shit from this year has been really fun. Which, uh, the weekend that this episode's releasing, um, everything's up to, I think, 30 or 38% off on the store yeah. this weekend. So, uh, if you're listening to this right around the, the time it comes out, check out the store. GUIpodcast.com slash store. There's a link there. And... uh yeah, because we've got some deeply upsetting stuff and mm-hmm. also seasonal Halloween stuff mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, back to back um, to the question. Maybe we can throw up the murder chicken design on there. Fuck it, why not? Like, I don't know if I've seen that yet. The oh, the design I made for the murder chicken. Mm-hmm. I swear, I saw, I showed it to you. I don't. I've seen so many murder chickens. That's you know, true. You see one, you've seen them all. The world is lousy with murder chickens. <laughs> that one just fell out of my brain. Which is why this question is so pertinent to mm-hmm. reality here. Is that, uh, yeah, if you're dealing with murder chicken, it, the real crux of this question really is a uh, psychopathic chicken or crime of passion. So mm. chickens are they more tended towards being like sociopaths, or are they just deeply emotional creatures that are driven by their emotions? Well, who are they murdering? Is it each other, or is it the humans? Because if it's the humans, then it's just logic. Logic murder, because we do not treat chickens with respect. Yeah, well, at that point, would you even call it murder or more self-defense? Self-defense, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like there would also be some like egregious murders. Like, if they they got the upper hand and started killing out of self-defense, there would be a few that they would like really string out for fun it'd be like the the french revolution but with chickens and people (laughs) getting the guillotine yes they're chopping off humans heads like how do you like that shit now go you run around with your head cut off (laughs) they're like pumping up the humans with hormones (laughs) (laughs) and just being like woo sticking them in cages so they poop on top of each other he's like yeah not so much fun is it oh god that's so awful yeah it's fucking awful but yeah so chicken revolution Uh, isn't really murder at that point. Yeah, that's That's a totally different. I just wanted to bring that to a depressing commentary (laughs) about our food industry. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. Battery farming is fucking awful. Yep. (laughs) But with chickens, um, I think they don't drive me as a deeply emotional creature. Mm -mm. They seem to be very instinctually driven. Right. Which means that it would be not so much a crime of passion, I wouldn't think. I don't think so. I think more of a psychopath. Yeah. For sure. It's like a chicken that has been like, cooped up too long oh <laughs> you got mad at me earlier for a pun you fucking asshole yeah mine was i don't know i don't know if mine was actually funny or not like it was there 
I don't know. I feel like I should get points for even making a Chronicles of Riddick pun. <laughs> no one's thought about Chronicles of Riddick for years. Nobody's wanted to make a Chronicles of Riddick pun. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> Although that is an unexplored niche, I guess. Is... It's because I have the market cornered. <laughs> yeah, you do. They're like, we can't do better than Riddick-ulous. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, a chicken that's just had it up to here and mm-hmm. is done with it and mm-hmm. is uh, coming for uh, retribution. Mm-hmm. It could be like, well, it could be even a hen that has been is fed up with a rooster. That sounds like a crime of passion. That would be a crime of passion, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. then it would be a rooster. I mean, if you're thinking about chickens in general, a rooster would be the one that would be psychopathic. I think. Yeah, if it was me, honestly, um, and I was a hen, I think that it would have to be just because of the early morning crowing I would that's why I would kill the rooster be like okay I'm fucking nesting literally over here let me sleep so it'd asshole. be like a soups cash murder where you just like got up casually went over mm-hmm. slit the rooster's throat mm-hmm. and then went back and went just back. like mm-hmm. cuddled down and went back to sleep yeah on top yeah. of my babies <laughs> of your babies nice <laughs> <laughs> and the other hands are just like pretending like they're asleep not because they're scared of you but because they're like I'm, I'm not narking on her absolutely not <laughs> Fuck that guy. Steve Rooster. <laughs> he was the one that woke everybody up like 15 minutes before the other roosters. Oh, no. Went over there. Yeah. So he got to go. Oh, man. Did you say Steve Rooster? Steve Rooster. Do you only think people's names are, are Steve? People, chickens, you know. Yeah, just Steve's. Everyone is Steve. Yeah, every all of my examples are Steve. Okay, great. <laughs> the creativity is just brimming. I Look, I got to save the rest of the creativity for the other parts of this podcast. I have a very limited <laughs> amount of creativity, so... It's, You've I'm, hit the maximum. You don't need to wait the four seconds that it takes for me to come up with like Dave or Sean <laughs> or Carl. Look at you. That was a lot of names in a row. That's the that only names I know. <laughs> I don't know any other names besides those names. That is very true. That's the name of all of your friends. All of my friends. If your name is different than those names, I can't I don't be know friends it. with you. I can't. It just bounces right off. It's b- bad enough that my co-host and that helps me run the network is uh, Steven. Mm-hmm. Instead of Steve, that's oh, that's, that's I, tricky. I've had to work at that for mm-hmm. years. I've never accidentally called Steven Steve because he's so not a Steve. He's not a Steve. I feel like he would hate it. He wouldn't make it a one month on an island. Yeah. So he's definitely not a Steve. Definitely not. <laughs> not a Steve. Why is that so different? Steve and Steven is just like a whole other vibe. Yep. Totally different vibe. I don't know. It's weird. Not as much so as like Robert and Bob. That's those are strangers. Like Mike and Michael aren't too far off. I don't. Yeah, I totally agree. They're not that far off. Like like Mike is the guy that's wearing like cargo shorts and playing hacky sack, and you're just like, all right. And Michael is just like the grown up version. He of put that. on pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, still the same. He still wishes he was doing hacky sack. He's yeah. just wearing khakis. He's the Mi- Michael that is uh like yeah back in the day when I played hacky sack. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I used to be a real, real ruffian back in the day. A real, <laughs> a real hooligan. A real in the hooligan used to stick it to the man. <laughs> when he sees his old high school hacky sack friends, they call him Mike, and it just like brings him back. Right. So sweet. Yeah, that's not far off. But yeah, Bob and Robert, very different. Very different person. animals. Yeah. Deborah and Debbie, extremely different people. Yeah. But yeah, Steve and Steven, yeah, definitely such different vibes. Um, and I bet you started listening to this episode hoping that we would do fun with names. <laughs> <laughs> this segment where we just are like, this name's weird. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one that we determined was like the weirdest short version of the other week? Oh, we were talking about that. Well, Peggy for Margaret. Yeah, Peggy for Margaret is fucking psychotic. I looked it up and I don't remember what the answer was because it was it did it like made no sense at all. It, it sounded like somebody that was just making it up as they went along, Pretty like much, they didn't yeah. have an entry for why nobody knows why, mm-hmm. and so just the dictionary was like because I don't know because they there was a migrant that had pegs and they're like yep they <laughs> she had her a peg leg she had a peg leg <laughs> so they started calling all Margaret's peggies because. They used to cut off the right foot of all Margarets oh, no. in the 1500s. People kept naming their kids that for, even yeah. though that was what was going to happen. You'd think the word would get around yeah. and they would stop naming their kids Margaret. Whoever was the first person to call someone named Richard Dick was like just trolling. And then somehow it caught on, which is absolutely insane. 
I think, honestly, I think it went the other way where people's penises weren't referred to dicks until there was a Richard mm. that went by dick that was just such a piece of shit mm. that that he was the reason why people call, called penises dicks. Yeah, or he had like a fucking massive hog and it was just like legendary. And so they were like, dick, talk about. Like Richard's, Richard's little Richard, uh, right. little dick is uh <laughs> If I had a penis, so I would little. name it Little Richard. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. Oh, wish I had a penis at that point. Yeah, just for that. Just really. for the naming. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with not having one elsewhere. What question are we on? I don't know. Maybe we should just <laughs> cut it. I feel like we've really <laughs> talked about it all. I think we did determine that chickens, for the most part, are going to be uh, like unfeeling, unemotional yes. murder critters. Yeah, I feel um, like they're dead behind the eyes. Murder birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yes. are dead behind the eyes. There's nothing really actually happening back there. No. Do you ever hear the story of the chicken that got its head cut off and it lived for like fucking years afterwards? Yes. That it... The barest part of its like bottom part of its brain was still connected, mm-hmm. and it was enough that they were able to like feed it with a dropper tube. That is so uh, wild. to keep it alive for like years, and it was a sideshow thing, just without a mouth or eyes or anything, just completely. That's how little thought process is happening in a chicken's head. Jeez, it's fucking wild. That is wild. Yeah. Ooh, that kind of like gives me the heebie. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, good. Yeah, it's that's not just me. No, no, that's fucking creepy. That's so creepy. Ugh, yeah. Which no. is the perfect way to end this. Oh, yay. So spooky. No, we we had a little spooky on this episode, but I think the next, next full length. Next full length. Yeah, we're, we're going to. Because that'll be like the week of Halloween. Yeah, that'll be right before Halloween that it drops. So we'll probably be able to find a spooky minor upset for next week. Yeah, I think so. And but wait, we're not going to do it on a, the minor ups, upset because it's like a whole week away. So I just have to bring this up real quick. Yeah. Because if it was the minor upset today, I would have done it. There is a movie coming out that looks lovely. Looks great. Leslie Odom Jr., Cynthia Erivo, love both of them a lot. Orlando Bloom making a resurgence. Um, Looks great. It's like a time travel, trying to like get your wife back. Romance, like romance, sort of thrillery. Like an ex or something like that. It's a beautiful trailer. Like it looks absolutely incredible. And then the title comes up oh, God. and it's called wait 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 the, i want i want to give a pause just for the people listening to try to think of the literally worst, worst. name for like a like a, a romance thriller time, travel, time movie. travel movie and and like try to think up just like the most obnoxious stupid i mean the thing you're thinking of that's too stupid think it's stupider not. than it's that it's not think just try to think as stupid as humanly possible and uh and then just don't think too hard on it just the first thing that comes to your mind Okay. Okay, was it Needle in a Time Stack? Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of this movie. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. How many times have I referenced it today? So many. You <laughs> were kind enough to let me discover it the way that you discovered it, yes. which is watching the trailer without knowing the name of the movie until yes. it came up at the end of the trailer. Because and, someone insisted on it on Twitter. And thank you for that gift because mm-hmm. I'm like... this. I don't understand why I can't know the title. This is yep. a really cool looking movie. It looks so good. And I want to know the title because I want to keep an eye out for this movie. Mm-hmm. And then the other foot or the other shoe <laughs> drops. And uh, yeah, Needle in a Time Stack. What the fuck? <laughs> Who greenlit that name? Holy shit. It's by the writer of 12 Years a Slave. Like he wrote that title. He, what happened? He wrote like an intense and complicated plot line involving like a love triangle through time and uh, did all that work and was like, Oh man, Oh, that was a lot of work. I'm really glad that I, you know, took the time to really develop it properly. Ah, uh, fuck it. Needle in a time stack. That's <laughs> not going to waste <laughs> any was more energy. He, he reached his level of creativity and it happened got it right there. <laughs> he, the first name of the, the working title was Steve time traveler. <laughs> But he decided to cut that. That's why they're all the male characters in it are Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one it is Steve. It makes it really confusing. It's, I mean, it's a really complicated <laughs> script to read. You mean you're going to leave Steve? Well, I love Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I would really watch that. Because three quarters of the movie would just be trying to explain which Steve you're talking about. Like, hat Steve or, or motorcycle they, like, Steve? They look generally similar. <laughs> Just vaguely similar looking white dudes. Yep. Yeah. I need to put up like a, the usual suspects list of like the 
average white dude actors that look like very close to one another, mm-hmm. but they're just slightly different, mm-hmm. but you can absolutely mistake them because mm-hmm. there's like 10 of them. Yep. They're just. And then we can pick the two that we like the most and cast them in Steve Time Traveler. Yep. Call Steve, it a day. Steve Time Traveler. <laughs> the sequel to Steve Castaway. He's yep. been busy. <laughs> <laughs> he went back to the island in time travel because he missed the solitude. Yeah, this time he's a castaway in time. Ooh. <laughs> I would watch it, honestly, (laughs) mostly because of Tom Hanks, but just because I also, it sounds great. (laughs) So good. On that note, um, this has been an episode of podcast, so hopefully (laughs) you enjoyed it. That's correct. (laughs) If you want to listen to shows that are good, there are some, um, and they are on the GUI network. So if you go to GUIpodcast.com, you can listen to good shows. But if you did enjoy this, definitely take a second to subscribe yes. wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review if you have a chance on Apple Podcasts or uh, Podchaser, wherever you can do reviews for shows. Yes. And uh, that does really help other people get exposure to our show for better or for worse. But exactly. Let them be the judge. Yeah. And if for some reason you just can't get enough of me, what can I say? Um, I was on the last episode of Beautiful Disasters. Yeah. um, Watching a Bollywood remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer with uh, the host Groots and then very close friend of the pod, Murphy Lawless. Yep. And it was very, very fun. So if you want to listen to that. That was a good time. Uh, you were also recently on G- the GUI mini-sode for Midnight Mass. Yes, Midnight Mass. It's so good. If you haven't seen Midnight Mass, it's on Netflix. It's a seven I th- seven episodes, I think, mm-hmm. um, series uh, that is done by Mike Flanagan, who did Dr. Sleep and uh, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, a mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff. Uh, amazing series. It's a little slow burn to start, but well worth sticking it with. So good. And then give a listen to that episode because uh, Amy's great on it. It's oh, a, stop it's it, a, you. a fun little 30 minute, like just conversation about how cool the show was. You guys, Mike was great on it too. Oh, you. You know, if I didn't say it, I'd be an asshole. <laughs> I, I would scream in your face about it after we stopped recording. As soon as we stopped. I you had to save look myself. Like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just start crying and you're like, was I bad on the Midnight Mass episode? You didn't say anything. He was good. Steven was good. And Murphy was also on that. And they were good. They were good. Everyone was good. Everyone was good. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike this show. Thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got to end the show every time by making fun of the show. Yeah, of course. There's no choice for me. It's because once we've gotten through all that, it's just like, fuck, man. People well, listen to and this. Honestly, we don't want anybody to think for one second that we take this seriously. <laughs> no, no. I don't think anybody thinks no, that. No, God, no. I hope not. <laughs> so, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, listen to the other shows, and go get the merch. There's good merch. Yay, good merch. Good merch to be had. There's the Ram- R- Rambo Manatee. There is that. That's, that's a newer one. There that's is up there. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'd love to see you rocking it. Send us a picture, post on our social media, or if you live in Richmond, we'll just celebrity spot you around town. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> uh, remember, if you say anything about us on social media, hashtag deeply upsetting. Mm-hmm. Nothing more complicated than that. Just deeply upsetting. All one word. That's us. Cool. So thanks for listening to another episode of Deeply Upsetting. I am Amy Bogart. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. Okay, bye. GUIPodcast.com Fuck you and your houses on Boardwalk, you piece of shit. Mike the Hobbit here. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but... It is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. 
Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch night, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Uh, also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts.